<laughs> Get it out now. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, right. dude. I just did that with but I muted. <laughs> you were definitely not muted. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I can right. see the giant thing where you were doing it. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I muted Discord. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you. I think we have our intro. I didn't record any like funny NFL stuff this week, so um, that'll, that'll do nicely. All right, another week in the books. Week three is done. It's over with, everyone. You know, it's time for us to all just get over it and move on. I think that's the best thing uh, for us to do at this point. Of course, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to talk about it on a podcast for about an hour and a half and just continue to just relive the empty sorrow feeling that most of us felt over the weekend. This is the Bonos Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, joining me, along with the commissioner, who we'll bring in later, uh, is a special guest, first guest of the season, and it is none other than uh, Week 2 Power Rankings leader, Martin and the Springfield Adams. How you doing, buddy? Hey. Hey, glad to be on here. Uh Long time listener, and like I think I've been on a couple times. You've definitely been on a couple times. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was one time where the whatever you're using to call in on was so bad you did sound like a you know a Frasier guest or a, you know, AM Talk Radio guest. <laughs> yeah, the secret is uh, to use a really shitty pair of headphones. Yes. All right, secrets out there. I think we've given him enough time to finish his pizza. Hopefully, but it's uh, the commissioner is also joining us. Justin, another rough week for you. Uh, if, if your mouth is empty of pizza, maybe uh, tell us your feelings. Why you got to introduce me like that? <laughs> I don't know. Your team's fucking horrible again. Uh, how are you feeling this week? <laughs> hey, you got pizza, so it can't be a lot, a lot worse now. Yeah, man, I it's kind of freeing in a way, you know, to just hit rock bottom. There's just zero expectations. So. Uh, it's great. You know, I was telling you guys before the pod, I, I took a walk. did not watch uh, a lot of uh, football this week. Um, I feel like I'm pretty caught up because I listen to too many fucking podcasts. But yeah, I didn't actually watch a lot of the games. Just, you know, you get that sense uh, right right at the 10 a.m. slate that your day is not going to be good. And so you leave yeah. and don't acknowledge any of it. I'm beginning to pick up that kind of sense while you're you're starting to watch on Sunday. It's just like, you know, nothing's going right. Um, I also have definitely felt that sense of, um, you know, just it, this might this might be the best thing for me. Just kill me quickly in the guillotine league. I mean, my team was sucking so bad and I was for sure uh, thinking that I was going to get cut and, and sort of thinking, you know, this is a relief. I'm going to be free of these responsibilities because this league is super stressful. Uh, Martin, how are you feeling about your both your Bo Nose team and your Guillotine team league? Oh, I'm feeling pretty great, actually. In in both of these leagues, I'm probably doing the best I've ever done. So I I couldn't really ask for more at the moment. Yeah, it's a it's it's really great uh, situation for you. Of course, you have to tune into the Guillotine League podcast to to hear the breakdown of, of that week. Uh, you know, we can't cross the streams here on the Bo Nose Fantasy Football mm-hmm. podcast, but. Um, 
we will uh, tip our caps and uh, pour one out for Ashley, uh, though she is our only three and O team in the Bonos League. Uh, she was the victim of the Gia team, and the uh, you know she had a French Revolution theme uh, team name. So I guess you know she I knew it was coming all along. I can't believe that the rosters have gotten so out of hand already in that league that like Darren Waller went unpicked up um, in our last waiver period. It's insane. Yeah. Or, you know, Martin, you grabbed Zeke a day after waivers, too. Like, he spent a whole extra day on waivers because everyone was like, eh, I don't it's, really care about Zeke that much. It's so thick. There, there's so many choices in that league. That's the exact opposite of our main league. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like, uh, you know, those waiver wire articles that are all over the internet where they're like, pick up Devontae Smith off the waiver wire. It's like, now I'm in a league where I can actually do that. You know, I can read those articles. <laughs> Uh, but then those guys are like too shallow. Like the waiver wire article is useless. You're like, I'm not going to pick up Devonta Smith. I got fucking like, you know, all top 24 wide receivers on my team. <laughs> uh, it is interesting for sure because things like injuries or, uh, you know, Mike Evans suspension definitely have a, a little bit more effect in there. Well, we're getting off subject. We're talking about guillotine league again, tune into that podcast. Uh, whenever it's out and uh, we'll, we'll turn our attention to you know, our guest uh, first, uh, first of the season, Martin. Um, and probably like, you know, well, who knows what the season will, has to hold, but uh, probably the best time to get you on here. Your, your team is like hot fire right now, like hot enchiladas, just you're blowing everyone's expectations away. I mean, you seemed really focused into the draft. Is this, uh, is this the team that you envisioned all along or are you kind of shocked by this too? feels good you know i feel like uh the team is probably my strongest um even with people like kyler murray but bazinga um, yeah i'm excited for it it's uh i'm gonna keep on writing this as long as i can and keep it up as long as i can always good justin uh you're a stats guy do you have what, what, what do the stats say what's the history about uh martin and martin's team what do you got for us all the stats of martin's team ever of course. Yeah. Um, just list yeah. them out, you know, in, in uh, order of most boring to least boring. Uh, uh, yeah. All the ones I've written down here. Yeah. Adams um, in the league a long, long time. Um, I think everyone kind of treats the Adams as, uh, you know, kind of the, the punching bag of the league. Sometimes it's more true than others. Um, but yeah, um, I got a nice big giant list of Adams stats here. We got two playoff appearances. We got one championship appearance, but unfortunately uh, didn't uh, get the win there against the scruffy looking nerf herders. Um, uh, another kind of fun stat around that is uh, Martin, you have never beat one. Oh, and four. And that's not including the, uh, that championship loss. So, and you'll never get that chance again. So Ooh. sorry, buddy. We all want to take another stab at Juan, but he's just out there in the ether. This is one of the all time all time goats in in Bonos. Uh, yeah, so we got a worst season of two and twelve, the best season of nine and five, a uh, a pretty gruesome thirty four percent all time win percentage. Um, although you know. I, I defend the all-time stats a lot and saying that, you know, you got to play to win, right? Nobody gives a shit if you came like fourth or fifth or probably even third, you know, or even second. So, you know, shoot for the stars. Um, and if you don't make it and you get last, whatever, it's pretty much the same as getting second. Um, <laughs> Martin, this is a stat that we were kind of talking about a little bit last week ever since I dug it up. I know you were kind of relishing it in a little bit. Um, the Adams have the most points scored against them of any other team in Bono's history. 
Um, yeah, baby. Mar- Martin's opponent would be the second highest scoring team of all time in, in Bonos. How does that make you feel like hearing that stat? Completely justified. Like I, it, no matter, I feel like it was a little out of my hands and, it, and that feels really great because there's been a couple of years where I really did try pretty hard and it didn't seem like I was getting it anywhere. So maybe it was then, maybe it was then I'm going to call it then. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just got a couple more here for you. So all time records against other teams, uh, three and 14 against your, your best way, um, buddy, TGIF pretty brutal, man. Three and 14. Yeah. One day I'll have to switch. Well, that's never going to happen. I was going to say, I should, I should work on trying to switch those stats, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got a long, many, many years to go. <laughs> I always thought that the, uh, shitty sources were my my nemesis who would have thought who would have realized or thought that it was the the team that just flies on the radar and you never hear about tgif yeah shitty sources and boomers i guess more are like your your rivals on like an even playing field because you're almost 50 percent against both teams seven and eight and seven and seven Mm. um but you know 14 and 15 games played 17 total against eric but you and i my friend have played 20 times against each other more than any other team in the league Damn. So I guess we're we're like the the true rivals. Uh, seems like what, what's that record? Division. Uh six and fourteen. Uh, oh, yeah. So Ugh. not 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 a lot better than TGIF. Uh, three extra wins, but still looking pretty brutal. So how actually, you, how uh, Justin, you said twenty games. That's the most uh, of any rivalry. Like you guys have played the most uh, out of any matchup. Yeah. Damn. So how do you that's how do you run the numbers to see how many teams the Adams have boosted? Ooh, that's that's a great question. Yeah, feeding off of the 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 giant octopus is definitely going to big boost in the stats from playing uh, Adam so much. Was, I was trying to find the teams that were like the inverse, right? Like the teams that you dominated against. Um, you beat um, David the Songbirds two to one, uh, and you beat uh, if anybody was here for the OG season, the um, what does it say? Lucky unicorns, right there. The lucky leprechauns. Uh, you beat them in the only matchup that you guys ever had. Those are the only two positive like win percentages that you have against teams. <laughs> Every other team, you're either 50 and 50 or lower. <laughs> Adam's all-time boosters, baby. Uh, and then the, uh, the last uh, kind of fun stat I had right here, I was digging through my old player database, which only goes to 2017. So, um, you know, not as represented in the newer seasons, but uh, Martin, your, your favorite players, your players with the most starts of all time, Jamal Charles, pretty badass player, right? Greg Olson, another great, mm-hmm. you know, all time, great tight end and Nick folk who you started 36 times <laughs> loving them kickers. <laughs> love the kickers. Uh, yeah. and it should probably be noted I started him even in rosters that didn't allow for him. That, that's how come his numbers are so high. Perfect. That's amazing. Well, I mean, you're certainly having a good season so far, so maybe you can start turning around. You got you got a long way to go against uh, the Eric's and uh, Justin's of the world, but hey, you're like a couple wins away from uh, you know putting Ashley in that list of of uh, Adam losers and uh, Andrew as well. So you know, there's some short term stuff that you can go, you can aim for. Uh, yeah, yeah the list is not order. representative of how you beat um, your brother. So, you know, there's another went from 0-1 to 1-1. So working your way back into the uh, the black there. Yeah. 
just for like comparison, do you know what one of the top tiered teams in the league looks like? Um, in what in what regards? Like highest like, win percentage? Yeah, beating like mine's about fifty percent. Uh, yeah, I got that right here. I got this new nifty little database. Oh, unless I hit run on the entire query instead of just the one I want to look at. Yeah, I've been um, updating the head-to-head stats on each of the pages, so you should be able to see them um, there. But yeah, let's go ahead and see the highest win percentage. Let's try to get like some amount of games, though, right? We don't really care about the ones that, you know, like you beat Brandon one time. That's not super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want some history, you know. Uh, let, let's Can we filter out the uh, the Coxes and the, the Brandons and the Davids? Uh, yeah, we can definitely do that. Here's a, here's a good one right here. Well, th- that's Cox. Cox uh, is six and one against Ashley, which is pretty insane. Dang, that's pretty good. Um, I'm five and one against uh, Lucinda. Eric is five and one against Lucinda. Okay, here's here's a here's an all time great stat. You're gonna love this. TGIF is fourteen and three. God damn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, pretty much like is like for a significant amount of games that's that's pretty that's pretty up there the next closest one i have is puma skulls man you beat the shit out of cox eight and two. Oh, really yeah nice. um okay here's here's probably the most interesting fun one i could find scrolling down a little bit i am 12 and four against brett whoa hey pretty awesome record that and then uh, Austin is twelve and four against Eric. He's like the exact inverse of you. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. that that feels about right. We've had some a close of, matchups. A lot of people beating up on Eric here. Jim is also strangely ten and four against uh, Eric. So we got some interesting stats in here. So if I could just figure out a way to beat Jim, we can do kind of like a triangle canceling each other out, rock paper scissors. There you go. <laughs> I yeah, like how you you're tackling the problem from a different angle. Yeah, I need to start putting together the the stats where yeah, it's like who beats who, you know, and create this like little like network to to figure out the real all time greats in, in Bono's history. Stay tuned for uh, 2026 when that uh, AI is available on the Bono's website, bonos.com. Um, but Justin, you said you've been updating the pages, so I guess there's a, another plug for the website. Is uh, some of the data is at least correct? I've been updating it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going a lot slower than I want it to, but, um, you know, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's in a weird place, right? Like I, this is, this is what I do for my day job, which means I'm good at it. But also when I spent the entire day, like sitting here and writing all this stuff, it's like pretty much the last thing I want to do (laughs) clock off and then start coding up more data stuff. I feel you there. And I think we all know, you know, how bad ESPN is, you know, on the outside and I can't imagine what it's like once you get into all that's uh, data and all that jazz. I'm sure it's just an utter mess in there. Um, yeah. Was there anything else before we moved on to uh, the mailbag? Uh, the, the cool thing about me moving everything into a database though, Google has their own like database platform now, which works pretty well. They also have their own like reporting tool on top of that too. Um, if you've ever used like, um, you know, like Power BI or Tableau or ClickView or something, um, those type of like reporting tools, that's all free. And you can embed that right into a WordPress blog. That's something we've like struggled in the past to get those like dashboards built out so you yourself can actually play with the data. 
Um, so right now with this all time standings data, I'm, I'm building out some dashboards that show like at a glance, you know, like how many points each team has scored against each other. And it has like drop downs and stuff. Um, and I should be able to embed that right into the website. So yeah, some kind of fun stuff coming up. Super cool. Yeah, that sounds Ooh. awesome. Yeah, totally. All right, Justin. Um, uh, mailbag. You, you get any mailbag? Yeah. No, uh, no hotline this year. It'll come eventually. You know, people tend that. to, uh, we, we need a few weeks to warm up to the, to the hotline. I get it. I get and it. People you know, we'll get might it. need to be re- reminded of the phone number. That's... I might have to repost the number because every year, you know, Google only lets you keep the number if it's active. And since nobody's calling the offline, the, the hotline in the off season, um, I get all these reminders that are like, we're going to delete your, your Google number. And I just ignore them and then it gets deleted. So I'll have to check and make sure that the number is even still the same. You know, I started a uh, Google phone number something like five years ago, maybe even longer, just as, to like use as a spam number or a throwaway yeah, number. Yeah, hell yeah. And I've, I've done it so long now that w- when I ran my credit report like last year just to review it, I found it on there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so now now it's like my legitimate number that's tied to my credit. <laughs> You're on, need a new spam number. <laughs> I don't want this to impact number, my credit please? report. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we do. We got a little mail back here. Um, Martin, how are you constantly beating the ESPN projections? What's your secret sauce? Wow. Did I do that? Have I beat the ESPN projections? Is that real? You did this week. Yeah. Well, I looked it up um, after I saw that comment and yeah, two out of the three weeks. Um, yeah. You've beaten the ESPN projections. Um, it looks like you've netted um, about 20 extra points on the season, which yeah, 20 points doesn't sound a lot, but you know, we've seen a lot of uh, pretty close games this, this year. So yeah, you can, especially this week where you, you got an extra 13 points um, over the ESPN projections. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hop on the bonus fantasy website. And go to week two article and comment. I can. Bazinga. I, I can beat the ESPN projection. <laughs> You're all on, get the, that, on the code Get breaker. that website interaction. Are the ESPN projections something you look at when you're setting your lineup? Uh, I do. I look at the ESPN projections. Uh, I feel like I do the least amount of research on anyone in the league. Um, for whatever it's worth, I spend a lot of time looking at depth charts, you know, trying to see like, who I think or how I think that team's going to do. I, I don't really listen to any podcasts. I did appear a few of the years, but you know, like you guys could run into yourself. It's either too shallow or not deep enough for our league. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's mostly just uh, the projections, just my experience with some of the players and kind of seeing who I think like are the weapons of any given team and how much the player I'm looking at might get used. So it's a lot of just gut. Well, your gut was definitely right with uh, Devin Duvernay. I think that's like one of the biggest. You know, we're we're laughing at the at the keeper deadline. Uh, we ain't laughing anymore because not only is he, you know, an actual you know used receiver uh, for Lamar Jackson, who's just going crazy right now. Uh, but every week, I mean, he's getting that return yardage, which is really there's not that many players. It feels like right now that you, that are like flex worthy returners. Um, so you've got, you know, like the best of both worlds. You're actually living like the return yardage dream. Yeah. And, and I found like, you know, um, I think it was last week. Austin said, well, there's a lot of defensive players on the Adams bench. And I took a look at that and I was like, wow, that is true. But I also realized that our defensive players make up like half the roster and they get just as much or more than offensive players. So 
you know, I've been trying to like stream them as much as I can too. For sure. You know, picking the right ones. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a little bit tricky, um, you know, with the, the IDP stuff. So there's some strategy there, but also you should, you know, pick up some other dudes, man. <laughs> I did. I did actually, um, I think just this morning pick up, you know, hopefully a little more depth in my bench. So. Yeah, one thing, Martin, I've always uh, noticed, I think you and Andrew kind of stand out the most to me is um, you guys are real great at like looking at actual production on the waiver wire and kind of grabbing these guys that I guess, you know, the rest of us would kind of stick our nose up at, um, you know, like Braxton Berrios or uh, yeah, I mean, even uh, DuVernay. Um, guys like that who are like actually like Cole Beasley's like another one, you know, these guys are like actually out there getting production, but because like analysts like don't think that they're very good or ESPN just kind of like underestimates them because it doesn't understand like the return value and stuff like that. And I think that is why we see you kind of like eking out, especially over the ESPN projection, um, just because that stuff isn't really factored in. Like people don't want to acknowledge that these guys are doing the things that they are, don't understand the role that they're in. Um, but yeah, like I said, you and Andrew have always been great at like finding those guys and just plugging them right into your lineup. And, you know, they're not like sexy, but they're getting like 10 points a week, you know, which, you know, given the depth of positions that can be great if that's like your third or fourth wide receiver or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just uh, consistency is, is really what I look for. I, you know, who doesn't, but I guess I also have like a high tolerance for a low floor. You know, as long as they're putting up numbers, I feel like sometimes I can bank on that. And that's what I'll look for. That's That's what Justin was talking about earlier. Go big, go home. Well, we were talking about that so long. I forgot that this is the mailbag section. Let me jump back over here. Um, (laughs) To save 30 bucks, Austin could have a bunch of kids. Okay. So have children. And then when they were like 12 years old, he could share all their clothes with them. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the whole comment it, and it would probably fit better it's than true but it doesn't right? i don't know i don't know if yeah, it, it possibly i don't know if you're saving 30 dollars in that situation i think yeah, i have spent I more than than 30 dollars on my kid and she's only six also kid your kid's clothing doesn't solve the uh can i wear a t-shirt without showing off my midriff problem so you know uh, maybe a different direction i need unless we're talking about extra large children (laughs) very long extra large children maybe instead of trying to like hide your midriff you just need to like showcase it so like maybe like a belly button ring something that really brought it out wow well i was uh, you know draw the uh, eyes in I don't know if, if anyone out there played it, but you know that uh, like a year or two ago, they, they released the uh, Tony Hawk one and two on like PS4 and stuff. And uh, I, I was rocking that for a while, you know, back, trip down memory lane. And, you know, I found myself wearing a lot of fashion with like cut off shirts and showing off my mid drift. But my dude looked a lot cooler than I actually look in real life. So um, <laughs> in, in a way, and I guess in the virtual space, you know, I'm exploring a uh, mid driftery, but uh, in the real world, just not quite ready for it yet. Hmm. You're a sports writer from Philadelphia, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Just made a reference to that yesterday with something Edie was talking about. It's really funny. Um, All right. Uh, Last one here. Nice week two podcast. Thank you. Insightful coverage on team power rankings. You guys are spot on about individual player strengths and weaknesses for each team and are highlighting each other during the podcast. Great listening. 
Uh, there's more here that I'm going to get to in a second, but you know what? Thank you. I feel like it's been like crickets when we've been publishing the podcast this season. Like there is just no, in the past it's like, Oh, Hey, just finished it. Like, you know, commenting on something that's one of the topics that we were talking about or just like, Oh yeah. You know, that, you know, great job or whatever. Um, man, you guys are just not Is are people listening this season or is, or are listening numbers down? Don't don't blame the people. Uh, you know, just like the the NFL. I'm not players, blaming. I'm just curious what's going hey, on. Just like the NFL, we you know we're we didn't really have a good preseason. So this the first three weeks are kind of are our preseason. We're warming up. You know, it's week four, week five. We'll we'll get. So we'll you're get saying that the right quality up. is down, which is why we're not and hearing. Yeah, anything. you know, yeah, you know, oh. it's it's like a, a mutual energy. You know, we got to find that sweet spot. So we'll we'll, we'll get there. Give it give it a week or two. Okay, yeah, as sure. a as a listener to the cast to the pod I, I you know i'll say like week one felt a little like you guys are kicking out the rest is a little little more dry systematic but week two was really great you guys were having fun you guys were laughing jokes are flying <laughs> i like had just <laughs> like stopped in the middle of the podcast and i had to force myself to stop because i had another obligation but i was having a really great time listening to week two um, and now I'm here to tank week three. So there it is. That's yeah, now, now we're right back to the depths. <laughs> yeah, and and the worst part about guests starring on the pod is that you can't be on the pod or you, you don't get to listen to the pod. So uh, I apologize for that, Martin. But we appreciate you being here. Oh, you totally get to listen to it, right? <laughs> Let's, uh, oh, so uh, coming back to this, there is a footnote on this uh, mail back here. The Austin uh volunteer to read us yeah it's uh it, I, I don't want to speak for the author um but it seems to be you know maybe like a spoken word piece so i thought i'd give it a try i hope i, hope I can do some justice here so here we go <sighs> power rankings all wrong because my team will be coming on strong beware be scared my team is gonna be in the bubble you know Hope to see you there to challenge my team, if you dare. At the season finale, though, only for my team to crush your soul. (laughs) See one of you in the championship, if you wish. Be my last opponent and my tasty dish. Signed, the next Bow Bowl champion. Woo! Wow. That was incredible. Jeez. Oh man, I went great. to I went to a different place. That was that was great. Yeah, I was I, I, I'm pretty sure I was in a smoky jazz bar in San Francisco for a moment there. Yeah, I thought you were about to like I don't know make a call for the Warriors to come back home and start popping. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of uh, that scene in uh, She's All That where he's like playing hacky sack and he's like doing the spoken word thing. Can't let it drop. Don't let it drop, Zach. <laughs> yeah, that was well done though those are great words whoever wrote that in on, uh, an awesome performance, Austin. <laughs> all right well that's all we got for the mailbag please continue to send us um you know any any poetry you have or any other thoughts in general i mean we'll take art of any form um you know poetry or uh, visual art whatever you got you know all submissions welcome thank you <laughs> I have I keep forgetting to add this to the agenda. I remember it in the middle of every single week. But two years ago, we had the uh, the 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 weekly wagers, right? Or not not even the wagers, but like the challenges, right? 
Remember when everybody mm-hmm. drew their favorite player? Dude, that was one of the best things we ever did. And that, some, yeah, that's true. some people didn't want uh, Fab being uh, handed out so willy nilly. And so we canceled it. But I think that was like the highest league participation we ever had. And it was amazing. And I want to bring it back. That all I'm saying is we got to vote on it. It's got to be official. Sorry. Sorry. The legal team makes me say that. Uh, I yeah. sent it out because I want to see more more pictures. I want somebody to draw Trevor Lawrence. That's that's all I've ever wanted. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Maybe we could do a, some sort of chat. I don't know. We got some sort of prize, but I would love a, a draw tre- Trevor War- Lawrence uh, contest. Okay. Sounds, Everybody sounds draw like Trevor perfect. Lawrence and I'll give Aww. you a $1 fab. Austin can't stop me. I'm removing him as a commissioner right now. I was getting ready to uh, draw Kyler Murray. Um, just throwing a football directly at the ground like he does. <laughs> if you can draw Kyler Murray's uh, route that he takes, you know, while he's scrambling for 60 straight seconds before he runs it in for a touchdown, um, I'll give you fab as well. So, all right, that is it for my grandstanding and the mailbag. Um, I mean, Austin, did you want to uh, announce the, the name here in the pod? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's already been updated on the site. Let me check, make sure it's still there. Uh, but yeah, I did want to go continue with the the butt theme um, while also making a good pun and pointing out that we are the power division. Uh, so our division is officially called a butt above the rest. Um, and I think that's true. I also like it. I thought of another reason later is that, you know, as a tall person, my butt is usually technically above the rest of the butts in the room. So I don't know. It, it just fits on many levels. So it is what it is. It's a pretty great uh, Yeah. How are you feeling about your division name, Martin? What is my division? Oh. <laughs> we're, not, we're not allowed to say it on the pod legally. <laughs> we'll lose uh, our sponsorships. It probably could have just stayed the default name. It would have been fine. We could have left it alone. If we could put a poop emoji in there, we would. I was replacing the the division names in some other like Excel sheet or something that I had. And I was remembering when we had like the dick over the waistband division and stuff. It, it seems oh, like yeah. division names have really gone downhill the last couple of years. That's that's my take. I don't know. We had some cool EverQuest uh, divisions last year. That was, that was, that was a high point for me. <laughs> I love the EverQuest divisions. Yeah, for sure. Ashley's team, three and zero, like you mentioned, in a tough division. We'll see if it lasts. Um, I mean, we'll see if it's a, a tough a, division. It looks like it's you and Ashley, and that's about it. Well, I don't know. That that remains to be seen. It's it's still week three. No no need for overreactions. Uh, but one kind of thing I noticed, you know, one three and zero team. We have two zero and three teams uh, in the other divisions. Um, which kind of, there's a little bit of parody. No team is more than two games out of first place. Uh, you know, even the teams without wins right now. So, you know, reminder, if you needed it, if you're already starting to lose hope, don't lose hope. You're only two games behind. That's a, you know, quick, uh, quick win streak, some ill fate for your opponents and you'll be right back in it. So keep your chin up. Just, uh, a quick counterpoint to that. I would love for you guys to keep tanking your season. Especially when I play you. Yeah. I'm all for it. Start trading me those keepers. <laughs> I'll give you Mike uh, Evans. Martin, let me ask you in your division, you know, you have your brother, you have Jana, and then you have the defending champ, uh, Boomers and Andrew. Uh, you know, when you look at that, it, look behind you, who are you scared of? What, what's the team that, you know, you, you think down the line you're going to be battling it out with? 
you know, week one, I had a, a, a lot of stress over that league because Jan always puts up pretty awesome numbers. Uh, the champion was there. And then I think the one other season uh, Robert had played, he came in third. So I thought I was in a really yeah. tough division. I am very happy here week three to see how far they have fallen. Uh, yeah, it's it's true. I mean, uh, Robert's team has actually, I mean, been pretty level, been pretty even. You know, uh, Justin might call it a floor team, but, you know, hanging in there, he's, you know, tied with you for record, just behind you in points. Janice's team's the one that scares me. I mean, she had the really bad week one and has bounced back for like two pretty good weeks. Uh, you know, you're at number two overall scoring in the league. She's not far behind at, at five. So uh, could be a battle. Could be a battle late. Yeah, I'm uh, not looking forward to, to playing uh, Jana again, that's for sure. I think I she threw in the tell pretty early, and I, I was still sweating that whole week. Um, just lucky to get through it. For sure. Um, I, I don't want to you know, assume what Jana was feeling, but I think when you have uh, Lamar and Mark Andrews do that and you know, the rest of the team doesn't kind of back it up, oh, that, that's painful. We, we, we feel you out there. You know, we feel for you. It's tough. Uh, so I guess next that just leaves a uh, matchup of the week. We had shenanigans and Nibblonians. This was one we debated a little bit on the pod last week. We had a lot of options. Uh, Justin, this was your hunch. So I got to give you props, official props over the air. Uh, this was a great call. This came down to the wire on Monday night and, uh, I must've been stressful for our all parties involved, which, you know, makes a great matchup of the week. Yeah, I didn't um, particularly pay attention. Um, I wasn't really opening the app much. I definitely wasn't checking other people's scores. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see how close this one was. Um, it is striking, though, you know, like Jalen Hurts has been just such uh, a cheat code. We've been talking about these like top uh, quarterback options, like, you know, you either have one or you don't. And so seeing, um, you know, Carson Wentz and DeAndre Swift on one half, um, versus Derrick Henry and Jalen Hurts, you know, it seems like a like a slam dunk, uh, which team would win. But yeah, it looks like Lucinda's um, IDP came up like huge, uh, where where Jim's definitely like fell flat. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just looking at you know we were talking about leaders of Martin's division and Ashley leading uh, our division, um, but we we now in the Sphincters division, and we can say that on the pod. You know, uh, sponsors won't leave us for that. The Sphincters. Uh, you could say it's a very tight race, uh, which no one has fully clinched yet because we got three two and one teams. Yeah, wow. you like that. The uh, Nibelonians, uh, Jim's shenanigans. I'm and, shutting the pod down. No, no, we're, we're keeping it going. No, I just hit my, I just hit my second one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, so key matchup there. Uh, Lucinda gets the win, which, you know, prevents Jim from being our second three and O team. Um, she takes over on points, uh, although Jim's only 20 points behind. So uh, it pretty tight race there. That might be, uh, I don't know. There's so many, it's now that I've, I've started with the sphincter puns, they just, they're, they're pouring out of me. Uh, I, I just, I need to withdraw. <laughs> That's too funny. many puns for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if uh, we'll have to get Lucinda on the pot at some point. I don't know if she had like a, like an IDP strategy coming in, but I mean, just like name value alone, Cole Holcomb, Eric Hendricks, who Martin, I believe he dropped, uh, Joey Bosa, who's now hurt, but is obviously incredible. Buda Baker, because you're white, uh, Zaire Franklin. I mean, this is like a, a murderer's row of freaking IDP guys. This is a, a scary looking lineup. 
Yeah, I did drop uh, Kendrick's, and uh, I was over at the De Leon's this past weekend, and she did not fail to remind me of that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Give it, give it to him, Lucinda. Yeah, on the flip side of this matchup, looking at Jim Jim's team, you know his team's looking pretty solid as well. You mentioned Jalen Hurts, uh, looks like the real deal. Uh, you know, at least he has in the first few weeks. Uh, you know, suffering a little bit because anyone who has uh, Darnell Mooney in any fantasy leagues, and I got him in my other two leagues, uh, it it's not a great time uh, for for him. Uh, but still, he's got some strong rookies. Traylon Burks is going to be a name that we'll be talking about later in the season because that dude's showing up. So. Uh, two and one for Jim doesn't get that perfect record, but still strong team and definitely, you know, taking his share first place in the sphincters division. Yeah. And last thing I'll say about Nibblonians, it looks uh, CD lamb bounce back game is looking pretty good. Cooper rush. looks like isn't really holding back the offense. So that was kind of one of the big, you know, is, is that, is that pick going to work out? And then obviously the, the Jeff Wilson thing, Jandre Swift, Going down, uh, looks like it, it could be troublesome, but I think the core of our team is so good. I, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. So that'll be exciting to watch um, outside of our own divisions where it's nothing but misery and losing to Ashley and all sorts of horrors. So no need to harp on that. Let's uh, move on to the power rankings, Justin. Uh, we're three weeks in. Are we getting any form of stability in the power rankings? First two weeks, we're kind of shaking up a lot, a lot of movement. Uh, any stability? Yeah, I don't, uh, it's not that often that the team, they usually get pretty shaken up from week to week, uh, depending on what happens. But, uh, it seems like most of the team stayed where they were, uh, from week two to, to week three. Um, Just we saw the top team stayed where they were or yeah, ooh, see. That's a little drum roll we got to wait for. Yeah. <laughs> um, you gotta get one more ad break in before we reveal it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it, when you look at some of the scores, too, you can see a, a lot of the teams that had like down first weeks, um, looking at Nibblonians, um, the Shenanahads, uh, the Narwhals, uh, just real nice uh, week two and week three and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it seems like week two is a lot more indicative of where teams are at. Some of us are on the opposite of that. So we had a great week one and then immediately crashed back down to earth. Um, you know, that's me for the most part um, for a little bit. Shitty sources has been a little up and down. Uh, Martin, you by far have been the most consistent team coming through. So, uh, yeah, we'll just start at the bottom right here. I don't think there's any surprises. Almost the most unanimous 12 we've ever had um, from a non-Adams team. And that's uh, the Bunnies, who actually had a, a real nice bounce back this week. 160 points doesn't really pop compared to some of the other scores, but um, you know, much better than the 123, 137 from, from the first two weeks. Um, how are you guys feeling about the bunnies? Uh, yeah, I, one thing I'll point out about Brett's team, two tough losses in week one and then this last week, you know, with the 160, in both cases losing by, you know, nine points, which uh, would, anytime you see one of your wide receivers drop, you know, that that 40-yard touchdown wide open, it's just like, you know, you never want that to come into play. Losing by less than 10 points sucks. So, uh, I mean, in a slightly different reality we could be talking about two and one bunnies um but i think the the core here is like yeah just not putting up enough points uh for the league average because we got a lot of teams you know maybe also being up and down but you know putting up that good average score uh if brett king you know put up more weeks like last week then definitely stands a chance in the future martin how are you feeling yeah uh i'm surprised i'm really surprised because usually bunnies are you know at least in the middle of the pack if not like just above that um, and for them to be 
gosh, one of the only two O and three teams. Wait, uh, I gotta help. I gotta. I gotta ask. Is it because he's split in time with uh, another league? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, looking at the. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to sometimes uh, like you'll read these threads on Reddit, you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, here's my first through fifth round picks and they all didn't pan out. Uh, you know, Brett's draft wasn't that bad. Uh, it's looking a little worse now that, that Cook might be hurt, too. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of like a, a just a real bad run of, of picks not quite living up to expectations. A lot of people are excited about Russ. That's not really working out. Uh, Gibson looked OK week one. but Now he's kind of fading. Uh, Camara, you know, just hasn't been who we thought he'd be even Sutton who's doing pretty okay just still isn't there Juju has been pretty bad Alan Robinson's been pretty bad he lost Elijah Mitchell so yeah kind of a combination of like draft picks that didn't work out and then yeah a lot of uh, injuries are starting to pile up for bunnies I think uh you know the good thing that we good notes that we walked away from the draft looking at Brett's team and I think they're still true now is you know he looking back he got really good uh running back value at the draft um and you know you mentioned the injury to Cook uh, Alvin Kamara is still kind of banged up, but there's a lot of potential. Those two guys can bounce back. Like that's a really good core. And then, you know, the, the wide receiver situation I've mentioned before is like literally this court and son, Juju, Allen Robinson. Those are all targets of mine, uh, that I was angry at Brett for swooping on. So I kind of look at this team going like, Oh man, this could have been my team <laughs> for sure. He, all right. He so probably would have done well to cap, uh, to keep Hollywood Brown, but Ooh, yeah we'll see still it's three weeks you know it's it's hard it's tough to tell it's tough to tell well we'll it's three more react all right coming in uh, uh again last week number 11 this week number 11 tgif whose lineup on paper like maybe three years ago would probably be one of the best teams in the league uh this year not really panning out so well although i will say just on paper it looks like they should be doing um a, a lot better yeah um I mean, we got to acknowledge that the power rankings do not take into, you know, in, into account any sort of artistic skills. And so, you know, uh, Eric Def Jam star uh, or with the poetry there, um, team is still s- solid enough, but just not getting that performance. Um, you know, I, I don't I think early on in the season, we've seen Devonte Adams kind of have usually is a type of guy that has like one disappointing game a season. Um, you know, we've seen a couple of those already He's still hanging around wide receiver 10, but, um, you know, I think Eric is definitely looking for a little bit more pop out of his team, but like you mentioned, name value is there. I mean, it looks hot and I'm sure he's excited about James Robinson our our number three running back through three weeks. All right. Um, and then holding pretty steady at a uh, 10th right here who I think, and Austin, I think you're going to back me up on this because you and I were kind of the dissenters with this ranking is uh, the boomers. Oh, and three, like I understand that, um, but it has a, a 46% chance uh, win against the field rating. So yeah, a little bit of bad luck here and um, you know, scoring pretty well. This is the, this is probably the, the first team that popped out to me where I'm like, no, this, this team's going to be at least middle of the pack um, a couple of weeks from now. Martin, you're Andrew's division mate. Do you think this ranking is justified? Should he be so low or, you know, is there, is there a little bit more punch in the boomers that we're just not seeing yet? You know, it, uh, it occurred to me that we do the power rankings every week. Um, and it's probably, a lot of just how they performed that week rather than <laughs> completely looking at their team and what outlook they might have. 
So yeah, uh, to your point, I think that maybe they uh, they they should be a little higher, and they're they're just hitting like a really rough patch here in the beginning. But yeah, uh, I th I think the if you want to look at the numbers, here's what the numbers say. I'm I'm trying to do a Justin impression. Does that sound like a numbers nerd? <laughs> that was, that was perfect. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, so Andrew, in his defense, uh, through three weeks, the most points scored against him, and it's really not close. He has. 592.6 points scored against him. So he's just under uh, 600, which, you know, let me do the math for you and divide by three. That's almost 200 points a game being scored against you every week. That is really tough to overcome. Eric, TGIF is number two in points scored against with uh, 529.6. So, you know, 530. Uh, that's over 60 points, you know, less. Uh, Andrew is having 20 points scored more on him than that each week uh, on the flip side he's number seven in points scored himself um, and if you look at if you go to the standings and sort by the points scored you'll see this kind of cliff that falls off uh, you have um, it like a real good grouping with Nablonians number three at 520 Ashley just like right behind at 520 Jana right behind at, at 519 then you have Jim at, at 501 and then it drops down you know to the 470s and that's where you have the boomers so not scoring like a, a team that could be, you know, in division leading at this point, but also, I mean, when you have that significant of a point scored against you, it's a, uh, it's a little bit outside your control at that point. All right. And, uh, we got our first, uh, big drop of the week. We got giant octopus moving from sixth to ninth, um, after that, that first place, uh, start to start the season. So, yeah, Justin, another... before we rip you apart, yeah, well, we, I mean, maybe you should just do the idea. What, what's your self-diagnosis here? What's going on? Uh, you know, I, I complain a lot when my team doesn't do well. I always complain about real like chalk plays, right? Kirk Cousins was a total, I don't know if he played any DFS this week, but he was a total like chalk play. And, that uh, anytime I play players like that, they just do not work out at all. I just, I, I was plugging him in. It's just, it was such a slam dunk. Some sites had him as high as like fifth or fourth QB on the week. And I was like, this is never going to work out. Um, and it didn't. So yeah, I, I think I think Jefferson is a big kind of piece about why my team isn't doing so well. There are some other pieces that aren't working um, either. Uh, the Mike Evans suspension obviously doesn't help, and um, you know, starting starting three defensive players from Seattle may have been a little bit too much, uh, eating into each other's production. But you know, my boy Greg Dorch, you know, Shorn and some stuff. My boy McKenzie uh, blown up on the bench. So, uh, you know, a little bit of optimism going forward, but um, very, very disheartening to watch your team score 120 points um, back to back weeks when there are teams out there scoring, you know, 200 plus. It's rough. It's rough for sure. Uh, but you know, better days are ahead. Possibly we'll see. You definitely got some questions at, at quarterback. Um, but like you mentioned, you, you, you got some pop on your bench and, um, I guess it's time for PSA. You know, we're we're well into the season, which means trades are going to be heating up. Uh, have we actually have we had a trade yet? Uh, no, we haven't. And I'm no. I'm all about it. There's lots of players I'm trying to get. I sent out a couple offers. I'm not hearing a lot back, but you know, I'm I'm all ears, man. All, almost everybody's on the table, so you know, hit me up, Martin. We, what we about have... you? You're 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 hot right now. Are you looking to trade? Are you looking to keep things as they are? Oh, I, I would love to trade as well. Actually, uh, I, I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't follow through on one last week, um, a bit of a lead last week. I should have done that. And it seems odd that there's not a lot of trading right now because we, we had so much in the preseason. 
I would have guessed that a lot of people were excited for it. Yeah, I think once, you know, once the season starts and you kind of see how your team's doing for better or for worse, it's like, I mean, even through three weeks, it's, you know, uh, it's hard to throw in the towel. It's hard to be like, oh, I, I need to shore up some holes. So I, I suspect that in the next couple of weeks, things will start to open up. I, I know that's how I feel personally. I'm not ready to like make moves. And, you know, we, we got a long season ahead of us. So you think we'll people see. are still holding out hope for certain players? Like they're just making excuses for a couple of weeks, but they're going to come back. Yeah, I. That's definitely a part of it. Also, too, you know, I feel like um, there are there's so many really great rookies and um, you know potential keepers that a lot of people have, uh, you know, on on benches and maybe even people. I mean, like if, you know, we we're just talking about Justin's team. You've got a couple with you know, Rashad White and uh, Isaiah Pacheco, and it's like you know we're, we still haven't seen them you know break out or anything. But um, yeah, I think people are much more willing to. You know, let's wait and see, especially if I got this young guy, you know, that that still needs a chance to prove himself because no one wants to drop, you know, the next big keeper that somebody's going to pick up on the waiver wire for a buck. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, coming in at number eight, exactly where we left them last week, we got the uh, the butthole servers who are scoring about as well as the boomers. But, you know, a couple extra wins in, in that column. Um, yeah. I guess think about the surfers. What it's number is this? Top, uh, number eight. Is this number eight? Yeah, it's tough for the the uh, the surfers just because you mentioned you know they're scoring about the same as boomers, about the same as the bakers, uh, about you know a few points, only a couple points above your octo. Um, so kind of around that same range. Um, doesn't have the quite the same excuse as Andrew with a, a ton of points being scored against. Um, so. Yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, yeah, I just I suspect that even with the two and one record, that Ryan is not happy with his team. You know, he wants to he wants to go out there and dominate. So this is, you know, I just kind of imagine him, you know, wearing a hoodie, storming around like Bill Belichick in his house. You know, uh, just really, you know, being the most grumpy two and one coach uh, imaginable out there. Yeah, he had a great uh, weekend with uh, Barkley, though. I mean, he's got to be excited about that. That panned out. Barkley's back. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, you know, if you told me that there was, I mean, this is how I felt before the draft, but, you know, a team out there, Saquon Barkley and CMC, I'd be like, oh, they're in, they're in first place, right? Um, but, you know, CMC not, you know, obviously doing great, just a super high floor, but definitely not living up to CMC expectations. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Ryan's uh, eking out the wins right now, which is going to help because he definitely has the, the managerial skills to kind of, you know, navigate the full season. And uh, I'm sure... We'll see him in playoffs in some capacity. I'm glad uh, he managed to bench both uh, Acres and uh, Henderson after after a couple of weeks of being torn apart. <laughs> which one? I, to pick. He's they, learning. They seem unstartable. I I just don't know how you're gonna pick which guy is gonna get the work. You know, he's kind of involved. It's not even in a the... situ- Yeah, it's not even a situation where you roll the dice and like one of them goes off. I mean, they're, it's kind of just like mediocre, even if they do well. Yeah, I've, so I've, we're talking about trade fodder. He, I think he should absolutely try to get one of those guys away. Because we, when you have them both, you're pretty much rooting against yourself. You're like, I hope my other player doesn't do better than the one I rostered. Yeah, it it definitely looks like a mess. He, you know, and then J.K. Dobbins too. Um, you know, just a lot of running backs that are kind of unstartable right now. So you know, we'll we'll see what he does with that. Ryan does love to trade, like we talked about last week. So 
we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, last note before we move off of Ryan's team, uh, and this is just a PSA for, I guess, the universe needs to hear this. Universe, if you're listening, uh, leave T. Higgins alone. For Ryan's sake, uh, for <laughs> T. Higgins' sake, like, dear Lord, all that dude does is try to score glorious-looking touchdowns for Ryan's team, and it, he doesn't really deserve, you know, giant dudes trying to take his head off every every game. So can, like, you just chill on T. Higgins for a bit. Um that one's for Ryan. I, th- I think you'd agree with that. <laughs> All right. Up at uh, number seven, moving up from nine, we have uh, the Black Market Bakers. Robert is back. Martin, you've already yeah. played your brother this uh, once this season. How uh, how are you feeling about Robert's uh, you know his draft, his team? Um, you think he's he's going all the way? Oh, these bakers are doughy, my friends. Uh, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. Uh, yeah, they're a lot softer this season than I anticipated, and I'm really happy about that. Um, I thought, like, I don't know what I expected. I just thought I was going to be stuck in this, you know, tier tier one division, and um, I'm fortunate a lot of his guys aren't popping off like he's expecting them to. I mean, gosh, he he, he had uh, Mahomes. He had a really bad week one, which is awesome, uh, <laughs> you know, for him. Uh, well, no, he didn't. Wait, what, who am I confusing? I'm confusing somebody. He had a great week one. I, he definitely has, I mean, his players that definitely have some more pop room available. I mean, one thing, and not to make a little brother joke, he's in a way his team is like a mini Adams because his score is very consistent, uh, you know, like within seven points all three weeks. Um, again, it's like, hovering around that 153 average mark, which, you know, you want to see higher than that. But if this is his floor and it's just a story of, you know, he's definitely dealing with some injuries um, and on top of, you know, some star players not playing up. uh, So if we're looking ahead and thinking that they're going to get better, better and their floor is uh, 153 in your division, buddy, I would, I would be a little scared of that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess I would, I would too, but you know, as a, Nothing but upside. I've got nothing but upside. Adams can only go up from their reputation. So I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> I'm excited to play against them again because I think we're going to get another W. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, you guys will get a chance uh, week 13. So it'll be the second to last game, uh, the Bro Bowl. Uh, and, and who knows, with the way this division's going, you guys are like sort of co-leading. So you guys might be duking it out all season. That'll be cool. That's amazing because it could be, you know, two weeks away from the playoffs or it could be it could be a great matchup that i need to like get me shoehorned in yeah matchup of the week potential for sure we'll see all right uh coming in at number six movie sliding up one spot we have the shenanahads who took the uh, l against the noblonians but uh not by a lot um and yeah like i mentioned earlier jalen hurts man if you got one of these uh these top qbs um you definitely have a big edge over the the rest of the league um you know plus some uh, pretty is he starting two tight ends this week this is like if you start two tight ends, you're you're gonna ruin the podcast because I'm gonna see it at some point and I'm just gonna trail off in disbelief. Um, even though I'm a big <laughs> I'm a big proponent for the wide receiver tight end flex that we have. Um, yeah, so Austin, what do you what do you think of our our wide receiver whisperer? Uh, I guess you're trying to kind of take that that um, that title from Jim at some point, huh? But yeah, how are you feeling about the shenanigans? I, I definitely am. 
Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I've, I've, I've been studying Jim's methods and learning over the ne- uh, last few years. I mean, him keeping uh, DK and Terry McLaurin taught me a lot about um, wide receiver keeper, keeper value. So I, I definitely thank Jim. Um, I think, you know, his, his team's looking pretty sharp. He's number six overall scoring. Um, you know, the schedule hasn't been super tough on him, but again, you know, he's in this three-way tie for a division that, you know, it's up in the air. Um, so I, th- I think he's in a real good spot and, um, I'm not kidding. Traylon Burks in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about him a lot. Wide receiver out of Tennessee, great keeper. So, I mean, I think that the, uh, tradition of, uh, of a Shenanahad young wide receiver core with high upside is going to continue, uh, beyond 2022. All right, at number five, uh, sliding down one spot, um, we have the Rusty Narwhals. Let me pull this up. Uh, Martin, how are you feeling about, uh, you mentioned it a little bit, um, you know, only one win behind you, but I think um, I think most of the league uh, is pretty scared of Jana's uh, lineup on paper. I also, I also, she has been like real great at the waiver wire this this year. Every time I lose out a pick or I go to go check somebody I want to stash, uh, Jana has already taken them, um, and some great IDP pickups as well. Uh, picking up uh, Divine Diablo, who's you know now ranked uh, 14th on the season, and I can't remember who else she kind of snaked out from under me. But yeah, how are you feeling about the Narwhals? Uh yeah, the narwhals kind of scare me. That's the the one that I I was sweating about having to play twice in my division. Um, I'm really happy that the last week went down the way it went. Uh oh, I was at I mentioned I was at the Daily Owns and Mike said a hilarious thing uh, when the week was over. He said, uh, "Does Ryan allow you to spank his wife like that?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just quoting here, folks. Just quoting. <laughs> Um, uh, but no, that was, uh, it's, it's a scary team. She's always really scary. I think her history scares me the most because she is, um, very knowledgeable, um, when it comes to the game, like you mentioned with the waiver wire pickups. So whatever, whatever, uh, shortcomings she had in these couple of weeks, I was glad for it because I don't think I'm going to see them and the next matchup. Yeah. One, uh, I mentioned the quarterbacks when we're looking at Jalen hurts. Um, it's something I had earlier in our show notes, but we didn't get a chance to kind of look at um, there is just a huge like tier between the top uh, three quarterbacks and the top two tight ends uh, this season. If you have one of those guys, you're probably doing pretty well. And uh, Jana's got two of them with the number one QB and the number one tight end in Mark Andrews. So there's definitely, uh, you know, some problems. DJ Moore, uh, I always laugh with Austin. We always kind of like compare our, our draft notes from the previous season, like rolling into the, the current season. And I always have like these notes that are like, you have to fucking get this guy. And then I'm like, why did I write that? You know, uh, DJ Moore was <laughs> on my thing is like, do not leave the draft without this guy on our team. I, I didn't get him, obviously, um, but having a pretty horrendous season so far. So not everything's uh, sunshine, but, you know, having those two players is kind of the, the core and just having to fill in the rest um, with the moves she's been making. I, I think she's definitely going to be fine. And once everybody's healthy, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty scared of this team. A special shout out to a player that I think actually all three of us have a history with and and like uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, still our number 13 wide receiver overall, uh, looks to be legit through three weeks. So that's pretty cool. I think we can all root for that. Uh, Martin oh, got yeah. uh, Cordero Patterson when he's finally good. And, and Jana got Curtis Samuel. Oh, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll we'll get to we'll, Cordero. We'll spend plenty of time talking about Patterson. <laughs> yeah, let me. I, I was 
Didn't mean to announce our secret second hour of the pod where we just talk about Cordero. <laughs> Every week I write a highly detailed uh, agenda for the podcast and Austin just hits, you know, delete all and just writes, you know, Cordero <laughs> Patterson and they put some parentheses. Wait, wait for Adam segment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Coming in at number four, moving up a spot with a win. Uh, we got the Niblonians, who is, if you told me that a team was struggling to figure out if they should start Carson Wentz or Jared Goff each week, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, holy shit, man. Like <laughs> they, they must be having one of the worst seasons of all time. But um, man, Lucinda has been making it work again, been pretty savvy on the waiver wire uh, this, this uh, year so far. Uh, dealing with a little bit of injuries, but yeah, doing pretty well so far. Austin, what's, what's your, your long-term look on the, the Nibelinians here? I mean, you pointed out the injuries. I think, you know, when you have somebody who's leading the division, somebody who is number three overall in scoring by just a hair over Ashley. Um, and then you look at, yeah, the injuries uh, that she suffered in addition to the, the Wentz versus Goff uh, conundrum that no one wants to be a part. Um, you know, I think that, that means there's a lot more upside that we haven't seen yet. Um, especially too, I mean, like watching and I haven't watched too much of the Cowboys. I didn't watch too much of the game on Monday, but I did catch glimpses of it and I was following along. Um, CD lamb. I know he scored a touchdown, uh, at, you know, at the end and that's what sealed the the game against the shenanigans, but definitely not what she's looking for right there. I mean, going into the season after the draft, you know, with, her with Cooper cup and CD lamb, um, uh, you know, we were thinking like this could be the the best wide receiver duo you know imaginable and then you know you also look at amari cooper coming on last week and and kind of quietly being um you know reminding everyone what a stud he is it's like she should have these like three amazing wide receivers right now and just be dominating the league so i i definitely think nick blonians are, are scary and um probably i would say probably my favorite to win out in the uh the sphincters division it's gonna be a tight race but i think she'll clinch it <laughs> i'm just happy to see that the uh the single syllable team isn't completely panning out and i know that's an affinity for the for the Nablonians between <laughs> golf lamb cup swift white gauge wentz wentz no wentz, yeah, cooper way too many syllables uh, you should drop mm, them or trade it. them to me Got him. All right. Let's uh, keep moving through here. Coming to number three, exactly where they were last uh, week. We got the undefeated shitty sources all the way down to three. I don't know if we've seen an undefeated team um, sitting that far in in the power rankings. Um, Martin, what, what do you think about the shitty sources so far this year? I have no idea why they're that low. I, I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense. They're uh, they're, they're very lagging strong. points a little bit, but yeah, uh, I'd I'd say a pretty good roster. And yeah, sitting three and zero right now, which uh, I, wins will probably play a, a big uh, role given um, the tight race between her and uh, Austin's team. Yeah, I mean they're they're I mean maybe that's what it is. They're you know they're third place in points four and they're they're third place in the power rankings. I don't that doesn't quite make sense for the next team, but they should be higher in my opinion. I think I put them higher. Uh, Ashley's team is for sure good. Um, you know, one thing to point out maybe why she's ranked so low. Uh, we've talked about points against, uh, you know, and, and boomers being on one side. Uh, on the other side is Ashley. She's by far had the lowest scores against her at 425. Uh, I'm not a good enough math whiz to do that on the fly, but divide that by three. And, you know, that's pretty low average score you're, you're playing against. So 
not dismissing your team because it's definitely scary and also just like so many of these teams has potential to do even better um but still you know uh, she's she's had maybe a soft schedule got teams at their uh, low points and uh may- maybe that's why we're looking at a three and oh the team is definitely one of the most uh, one of the more well-rounded ones. I think the big problem uh, that I've also been dealing with is uh, you know the Bengals kind of stumbling out of the gate so far. But you know AJ Brown, Christian Kirk, you know both looking like studs. We mentioned uh, having an edge at certain positions, and Travis Kelsey's definitely that edge. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Ashley, it's nice getting a good start like this. You can kind of get your 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 footing under you. Um, her bench is one of the most chaotic things I have ever seen in my entire life um, with some of these players I'm looking at right now. Uh, but also a lot of uh, young talent. You know, she's got Romeo uh, Dubs and uh, Ramondre Stevenson and stuff. So, yeah, looking pretty good. You know, she's playing uh, the Shenanahads this week, and I think that's going to kind of be the telltale story right there. If for some reason they end up taking away her undefeated record, um, then maybe the rank- the power rankings are right. But I don't think that's going to be the case. And immediately after that, I think she's got a fairly soft schedule. So she's got a lot of good, a lot to look forward to in the next few weeks here. Yeah, I mean, that matchup against Jim is uh, definitely interesting. Uh, I mean, he's looking for a bounce back. He got denied his 3-0. So why does Ashley deserve it? I'm sure he'll be extra motivated. Um, but yeah, right now, I mean, the way that ESPN has it projected, she's got 20 point lead. You know, her, her team's looking strong. A uh, couple good values just to point out. Uh, f- fan favorite of the podcast, Christian Kirk. I know a bunch of us love him. He's looking like the real deal down in Jacksonville. Everyone was mocking them for paying him big wide receiver money, and but they're actually using him like that. And then uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, right now our, our, our running back 14, you know, that's some good value that's uh, definitely helping our team. So, yeah, if those Bengals bounce back, watch out. All right, we got our last two spots here. We'll get a little uh, fake drum roll that we won't add later. Um, but we have absolutely no movement from uh, last week. We still got Adams at number one and Puma Skulls uh, down at number two. Austin, we'll start with you um, at number two. Yet to crack the the number one in the power rankings this year, despite the uh, the lead in points. Um, although the, the cracks did show this week, only 157 points, uh, some of us would be pretty happy with this score, but, um, a pretty large jump down from where you were scoring uh, week one and week two. Was there a particular Definitely like a pain point. point you felt this week? Uh, like, was there somebody in particular who kind of let you down that kind of le- led to this? You know, is it, it, it in a way it felt good because um, you know, like with the strategy I'm going for, the gym strategy, the four strong wide receivers, um, you know, they, they can blow up, and you know, like last week I had a great week, a couple of them blew up at the same time, um, but you know, it, it seems like they all got their down weeks out of the way at the same time, so that kind of sucks. Uh, but generally, I'm all right. There was like a five minute window watching Sunday where um, Garrett Wilson then Amon Ra, then Stefan Diggs, like went out of the game with injuries. Yeah, uh, I, with I saw that. That was like a back to yeah. back to back. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really rough stretch of four minutes uh, there. Uh, luckily with Diggs, it's just like, I, I don't know who watched that game, but I guess down in Miami, it was so hot and humid that players were literally like cramping up and just like literally dying on the field. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That, that, if that you sort of didn't. Stuff read the article that I posted bills fans are the whiniest bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. They were tweeting about how someone needs to call OSHA on the dolphins 
because there is no shade on the visitor side of the field while the Miami players get to sit in the shade. And these are the people who invite other teams to come play in negative 10 degrees in the fucking snow. (laughs) And they are offended by a team who has them play in 90 degree swamp weather. Yeah. I thought that was the funniest thing I ever It makes me think of the Chargers, like when they were still in San Diego, um, you know, that they would, that stadium was like wide open and so fucking hot. There was a game against the Seahawks where basically the same thing happened. The Seahawks got like sweated out. Um, But, you know, they have all their shade on their side or whatever. Um, That was something that surprised me. Qualcomm is actually the hottest temperature on field um, because they don't have any way of like mitigating the temperature on field. So even though it's in San Diego, the temperature outside is pretty nice. And I've been there. I've sat like field level at Qualcomm. Uh, It easily gets like high 90s. It's it's wild. Very, very. Who who takes it for the coldest? Is that a. It's probably Buffalo. Yeah, it would have to be Buffalo. Green Bay, like at some point. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, outlook for my team, I think, is is looking out and looking up. Uh, I mean, the Khalil Herbert news kind of helps with that. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, like being in the t- power division usually sucks. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of fun this year. I'm kind of a little extra motivated. Uh, you know, I always I always like secretly root for you and Ash uh, anyway. So, you know, it's the fact that, you know, she's my rival right now, it's kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm down with it. Did it did it hurt at all to see that you had the W sitting on your bench? Oh yeah, not really because those weren't like realistic start sit options for me. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, so they don't hurt as much. Um, I will say that I'm like kind of disappointed in Brandon Cooks. Um, this is my first time back on the Cooks train in like five years, uh, and I was really expecting him to be Mister Consistent, and and, and he kind of let me down. So like knowing that I could have swapped out Cooks for. Devonte Smith. I don't the, the percent like the amount of universes where that happened is like probably like one percent of universes. So I'm not like too upset over it. Um, but Martin, let's I talk think, about your team. Oh no, well, you want real real quick on yours? Uh, I, like I definitely understand what you're saying about Cooks, and I do see a future where he's benchable. But I have noticed that you have a, a kind of like a stable of like fringe starting guys, maybe like waiting to see where they're at. And out of uh, Garrett Wilson, Rashad Bateman, and Devonta Smith, uh, one of those guys has always blown up on your bench. The guy that you start doesn't necessarily do bad, um, but I, it's probably going to be interesting watching you try to pick which of those three guys to start this season and which one's actually going to do well. It, it's a blessing and a curse, uh, but one that I am very up for. I There's nothing I love more than wide receiver depth, and it's... A glorious, glorious curse. So even if I go down because of my own horrible decisions, I'll do it with a, a smile on my face and a tear in my eye. <laughs> also, I did look up the the coldest stadium. So Lambo does win out. Um, uh, also, the ca- temperature is not as cold as I would have expected. I don't play football in you know the cold, so I don't know what it's like. I do run in the cold, um, but uh, thirty eight degrees is the coldest temperature, which I was pretty surprised. Does not actually seem that cold. Um, with the a coldest temperature forty two at um, in Buffalo, so yeah, not not quite as cold as I would have thought. Yeah, would have lost like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, let's talk about oh, our number man. one team. Uh, you know, just so happens to line up with our guest, Martin. You know, I, I'm sure there you have many thoughts about your team. I would just like to point out how many of either my personal favorites or favorites of favorite players I know uh, of uh, either Justin or, or people who listen to the pod. Um, Nick Chubb, 
I love the chub and he's our current running back number one, which again, brings a smile to my face and a tear to my eye. Cordero Patterson, we could talk about for a whole bonus hour, which you could uh, listen to on our Patreon. Uh, Justin is a Kyler Murray lover and a hater. Um, he's got an embattled history with, uh, with, with Kyler and then Debo Samuel, who is just about my biggest regret so far with keepers. Your team is stacked, and we're not even talking about some of the great uh, talent that you've uh, newly acquired this year, the rookie Drake London, who looks like he's going to be amazing, and uh, Marquise Brown, who you traded for with Brett. Um, So yeah, we've asked you a few times, but I don't know. What do you think about your team uh, at that number one spot? Real excited, man. I have no idea how I ended up with this specific roster. It wasn't some grand strategy. but I, I am very happy to you know play with these guys as long as I can. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what the secret is? Uh, it's when you realize that you can't beat the ESPN projections, and so you should at least baseline those projections. And if you uh, just watch some football, you could listen to all the podcasts you want or read all the articles you want, just watching some football and seeing these guys, I think is where it's at. Uh, it's pretty yeah, wild. Uh, I like, think looking at what you got here, you know, Kyler Murray, uh, QB seven, Cordero Patterson, uh, RB five, Nick Chubb, uh, RB one, Duvernay, wide receiver five, Drake, Drake London, the rookie, a horrible team, already wide receiver 14, Marquise Brown, your off season acquisition, wide receiver 12. So yeah, definitely crusher right now. Um, you can feel a little bit better about the 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 Hendricks drop because uh, I dropped Pete Werner um, right before the season started. I was like, why did I even fucking draft this guy? He's currently the uh, the fourth uh, number four linebacker on the season, so a little bit of uh, redemption there. The Adams do thank you, sir. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think um, you know we sh- we gave a few other shout outs for great waiver wire pickups, and Martin, I think we got to include you. Uh, you know, in those ranks, the Pete Werner pickup, Gerald Everett, uh, you know, why George Kittle was out, you know, he was popping off for a couple, couple weeks. Um, you know, you got, Eno Benjamin, which actually I was really surprised. It took us like over a week after the Connor injury <laughs> for him to get picked <laughs> yeah. up. Um, but yeah, so, so some solid pickups there. So not only like, you know, a good starting roster coming out with your keepers in the draft, but uh, keeping that bench maintained with some, some good, uh, good depth there. Adams for, for real Adams 2022. Do we, uh, I don't know what the end of the season wrap up looks like, but do we, uh, anticipate finding out who had the overall best pickup on the waiver wire? I don't uh, know if we have like a good way of measuring that, do we? <laughs> I had done something when I was able to scrape the player data before, and I will have that again by the end of this season. So I think we will, we, we will be able to do it again. Yeah. Essentially just, uh, maybe not based on a cost cause that gets a little subjective, but, um, definitely digging out and see, you know, who got the most points from waiver wire starts, like overall people that they picked up. And then, yeah, who is the number one scoring player uh, who was picked up off the waiver wire? So, yeah, de- definitely want to look at that stuff when the season's over or as we get closer to the end of the season. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Martin, congrats. Two weeks on top. Yeah, on top of the world. Um yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for the power rankings, which only leaves us with the matchup of the week for next week. Uh, not as many, I think, great choices as we had last week. Last week was was pretty great, and we still, you know, Justin, kudos again to picking the best matchup. Um, this one, this week's a little bit 
more straightforward, I think. So, Justin, who do we have for the matchup of the week? Uh, yeah, we have our, you know, not not like uh, new, new domestic bowl, but uh, newer domestic bowl with the uh, the butthole surfers and the rusty narwhals who have traded yet again in our sleeper league. Guys, I, I know you live together, but just please, please stop trading. The rest of us just don't want to see it. And then don't tell me that you're getting your jollies off while trading either. I just don't want to hear about it. <laughs> it's awful for everyone in the league, especially me. Uh, but yeah, you know, looking uh, pretty evenly matched. Um, this it's really funny too, you know, seeing Ryan's two and one and, and Jana's one and two, but um, obviously uh, separated pretty far in the power ranking. So, um, you know, the the records are a little bit deceptive there, and so I think this will be a good matchup. If you know, like which which team is for real? Has Ryan been underperforming um, as far as points go, or overperforming as far as like the win percentage and stuff goes? Both teams making lots of moves off the waiver wire and everything. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, what uh, one thing to point out if you guys didn't notice already, for most of us, our matchups are. Uh, outside the division because we're in week four. So starting uh, interdivisional play, uh, aside from a, a few, um, I think you and I are playing Justin because that you drew the short end of the stick as, stick as far as the uh, Bobo matchup goes. But um, yeah, for most of the league, we're doing inter- interdivisional matchups. So uh, surfers crossing division lines to go against narwhals. Uh, reverse records, but yeah, you point out like, narwhal's got the point total right there so should should be good martin are you, you i mean are you being selfish or you're rooting against the narwhals are you rooting for ryan or um are you looking across those division lines at your buddy lucinda and you know kind of rooting for maybe a a surfer loss so that she can get some distance uh i'm hoping to see that the records even out so yeah i would love for Jana to win this one and uh ryan to get knocked down a little peg I like it. Aim for some mediocrity. You know, that's a good strategy. You know, if, they, if they're, the rest are mediocre, it's easy to soar above the clouds. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One thing I like is when a matchup gets uh, drawn out to say, yeah, it looks like we got a lot of players in the, uh, the Thursday game, as well as having um, a you can Higby, at least on the server side um, for the Monday night game. So yeah, Jana may be watching Monday night, hoping that, you know, those two players don't do a lot. Or, um, you know, maybe a blowout already going into that game and he doesn't need a lot out of them. So um, I'm hoping that we're watching uh, Higby and Ayuk uh, slowly creep up towards Jenna's uh, score, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, as a person who just got out of a week where the vast majority of your team goes at 10 a.m., and I think uh, that's the same for, for this week, um, you kind of miss, you know, sometimes it's stressful having players like in those later matchups, but uh, there's nothing worse than being done at 1 p.m. on a Sunday and knowing that your team just totally sucked and there's nothing that you, no points you can score, no one there to save you. Um, so cherish those late games, those Sunday night football players, those Monday night football players. I think that that's a value boost. If so if you're doing any trades, make sure to, to throw that into account. Absolutely. Uh, Martin, uh, Martin, if you had to pick, if you're in Vegas right now, you're putting a hundred bucks down, uh, which, which of these teams are you going for narwhals or surfers? Oh, money's on it, surfers. But I'm rooting for you, narwhals. <laughs> Believes in that Ryan magic. Uh, so we'll see. Um, yeah, that does it for for the podcast. I can throw this agenda out the window now because we are totally through it. 
Uh, Martin, thank you for joining us, being our first guest. Uh, is there any you know parting words you have for the league? Anything you want to leave the league with? Um, just to say thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and invite the rest of the league to sign up to uh, to be a guest. I hope I've shown you that the bar can be quite low. So I look forward to hearing <laughs> the, the rest of the the league on here as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you as always, brother. And then uh, Justin, commissioner, do you have any uh, you know stern lectures or warnings for the league? Any any commissioner biz? Yeah, you better pay Austin if you haven't already. Um, we're looking forward uh, well, to getting that's, this. That's my fault. I haven't sent that's, out the damn email. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that was your rant, yeah. but that's your fault. Wow. No, Coming out hot already. No, it's my fault. No. I'm exceptionally lazy these days, so I can't even be bothered to write up an email to get money that is owed to me. So um, I will do that eventually, though. But thank you if you've already paid me. Um, if you paid me last year and you have the Venmo or PayPal um, and you know I don't owe you money for the draft, um, then you know feel free to send it over. But um, otherwise, just hold on. We can we can hold it. I, I trust you all. I trust you. Uh, let's let's get hyped uh, up anything- here a little bit about the the people already getting money this season, though. You know, we're not going to pass it out to the end. But um, uh, week one, we got you, the Puma Skulls, uh, the recipient yeah. of the high score. Week two, we got Jana, and uh, last this last week, Martin, the high score with the one ninety nine. All those people got money coming towards them. So. Uh, if you have paid your dues, that's awesome. Uh, you should pressure your league mates into giving their dues because uh, that's your money, man. So, you know, everybody's got to get it sent in. For sure. Uh, I mean, I didn't even think about that this week, but yeah, congrats, Martin, for, you know, week three, $20 prize. Uh, we definitely got to get that money because, I mean, I at least want to walk away with a, a you know, a nice 20 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Did we, did we settle on 20? I thought I heard 25 in there earlier. Well, it's 20, it's 125, but the, the payouts amount to basically $20 every week. And then the last week will be like 40 and some change. Like that's the way the math works out. Um, right. Just to make it kind of a more even thing. Um, and also to keep people invested, I guess, for that last week. So even if you're out of it, you're doomed for the bowl, you're still setting your lineup and, and trying to score top points. Cause that doomed week will be for like, the bowl doomed for the bowl. I mean, it's tough to tell, like even, you know, even our, uh, Owen three teams, I don't know if they're necessarily doomed for the bowl. It's too early. It's too early. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the bubble or toilet bowl doesn't scare you, then, you know, maybe the incentive of $20 in your pocket might, you know, so set those lineups, keep trying to win and you'll win big money that can buy one movie ticket. If you even go to movies still. <laughs> All right. Well, for Martin, for Justin, this is Austin signing off. Uh, we will see you in week four. So set those lineups, talk some trash. Uh, and then, you know, for the fun of it, just draw Trevor Lawrence and submit your Trevor Lawrence drawings. Uh, let's get that artistic juju uh, flowing. And we will see you in week four on the Band Overs Fantasy Football Podcast. So long. This is where you guys say bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You'll never get a second chance. Plan all your moves in advance. Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead, stay dead and out of this world. Run fast, don't stand in the sun. There's too much work to be done. You're down, you're down, you're down, you're down and out of this world.